This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Canby, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. (laughs) I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. (laughs) With an old maid daughter that makes the best moonshine in the coast. (laughs) If it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? Welcome to the Now Hear This Can Be podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Frankie, and this is what's happening this week in our community. Canby's longtime city attorney and assistant city administrator has announced his resignation, joining several other high-ranking city officials and employees who have departed in recent weeks. The news comes as the Oregon Government Ethics Commission recently voted to move forward with a formal investigation into the conduct of the mayor and city council and whether they may have violated state law in a lengthy, lengthy executive session meeting back in February. City Attorney Joe Lindsay on March 9th sent the council a long letter detailing his concerns about that session, along with allegations that city leaders may have violated public meetings laws, employment requirements, and other ethical responsibilities of elected officials. He went on protected medical leave immediately after sending that letter, returning on May 1st. In the interim, City Administrator Scott Archer announced his departure for a new role with the City of Salem, and the council contracted with an outside law firm to provide legal counsel and services. Melissa Bassett, former city recorder and current human resources and administrative director, left the city of Canby on June 9th after more than three years accepting the position of city recorder in Kaiser, and both of the city's IT positions have also stepped down in the past month. Now Lindsay has joined them, sharing the news in a June 13th letter to Mayor Brian Hodson and city councilors and alluding to the February 15th executive session in which he claims the council illegally discussed his own performance and unverified complaints by anonymous city employees. He wrote, I'm truly concerned about further attempts of retaliation and harm to my reputation and that of my family in this small community where I'm a citizen and a business owner with my right, my wife. I do wish the best for my city and I'll continue to conduct myself with efficiency and professionalism until my final day. I request thoughtfulness and kindness as I attempt to balance helping Canby with my own safety and health. In an email this week, Mayor Brian Hodson confirmed Lindsay's resignation and spoke kindly of his work with the city. 
Quote, Mr. Lindsay has served our city and community as its attorney for 11 years, he said. In that time, he has served as our interim city administrator and as the assistant city manager. Mr. Lindsay has been a very good attorney for the city and the council. I know Joe will do great things in the future, and I will miss working with Joe. I know we will cross paths in the future, and I look forward to that. Meanwhile, the actions of city leaders will remain subject to scrutiny after the Oregon Government Ethics Commission voted unanimously on June 2nd to proceed with an official probe into whether the council violated state law in the February 15th executive session, which spanned more than two hours. At issue are whether the council's discussion went beyond its noticed reason for entering executive session, which was to evaluate Archer in his duties as city administrator, and whether the council took action or made any final decisions within the closed session, which is not permitted. Councilors Chris Bangs and Jason Patton, who started the preliminary investigation by self-reporting what they consider to be violations to the commission, both indicated that they believe the February session exceeded the boundaries of the law. Discussion at the executive session was only loosely centered on the city manager and instead straight into discussing the performance of our city attorney, city library director, city human resources director, and at least two other city employees, Banks wrote in his complaint to the commission. It was because all these other people were brought up that I, I noted at least twice that it was not permissible to discuss anyone other than the city manager in this executive session. I also pointed out that our role as counselors cannot involve evaluation of any city employees other than the manager attorney and judge as per our city charter in the june 2nd hearing before the commission and in writing several council members defended their actions quote it had been brought to my and other counselors attention that there were some employee frustrations within the organization council president tracy hensley wrote in her preliminary response any discussion re regarding employees other than Mr. Archer himself was in the context of demonstrating the health of the organization he is administrator for and letting Mr. Archer know what issues we liked him to address. The hearing was attended by all council members with the exception of Bangs and Hodson. The Canby Center has achieved its cash goal of $8 million in its ongoing capital campaign, staff announced this week, ensuring that the local faith-based nonprofit will move forward with a long-planned and carefully designed expansion project to triple its existing facility near Canby High School. With the community's support, the nonprofit also plans to greatly expand and enhance its programs and services in Canby, strengthen partnerships with other local organizations and nonprofits serving those in need, and work to share its model with neighboring communities who have expressed interest in replicating it. Quote, there's been a lot of excitement and a lot of buzz about the project, said the Canby Center Development Director Steve Nelson. It's one of the most significant and impactful projects in the history of our community, and I think we can all be excited about the future impact for this kind of facility. The Canby Center's Board of Directors and staff have carefully planned the organization's expansion over several years, Nelson said, securing more than $7 million in grants, foundation support, and donations from businesses, organizations, and individuals before launching a public fundraising campaign in January of 2023. 
It's been like riding a really awesome wave because we have seen such an amazing and continuing outpouring of compassion from our community of churches, businesses, organizations, and individuals saying, we believe in what you're doing and we want to help in every way that we can, Nelson said. The center was able to reach its goal in the past month thanks thanks to continued support from the Canby community as well as a significant award from the Clackamas County Board of Commissioners, which voted unanimously to allocate $640,000 of American Rescue Plan Act or ARPA funding to the project. The expansion project, which broke ground on Thursday, will add a total of more than 11,000 square feet to the center's current building on Southwest 2nd Avenue across from McDonald's, including dedicated space for cold and dry food storage and distribution, classrooms, a job center, offices, and more. Nelson said the expanded and renovated spaces will be warm and inviting, akin to a coffee shop or retail store. One of the center's key missions is to restore dignity to the families it serves. Our programs are all based on relationship, Nelson said. What we have, have, have observed is that when people know they're cared about, when they are connecting with others in a community and encouraged by others in the community, they want to move forward in a positive direction. We have worked hard to create a place where people can be confident that they're going to find a solution at the Canby Center, and they do find solutions at the Canby Center. The driver of a black BMW was killed in a fiery crash while reportedly fleeing Clackamas County Sheriff's deputies in Wilsonville early Sunday morning. The Clackamas County Sheriff's Office stated the unnamed person was recorded driving faster than 100 miles per hour on the southbound side of I-5 when authorities gave chase near Bakeman Road. Deputies attempted to pull over the speeding vehicle, which was blacked out, meaning it had no lights on, the Sheriff's Office said in a press release. After taking the next exit onto Wilsonville Road, the driver traveled less than a mile before crashing into a tree on Southwest Brown Road, where the car erupted into flames. The crash occurred shortly after 1.45 a.m. on Sunday. Deputies attempted to extinguish the fire, but the driver, who was the only person in the car, did not survive, according to the Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office said it has not yet been able to confirm the identity of the driver. To Alton Valley Fire and Rescue and American Medical Rescue, or AMR, personnel responded to the scene and extinguished the blaze. Police are still investigating the cause of the fatal crash. For video of the incident, find the story on our website at canbefirst.com.
it's official. The Canby School District has sold the old Karis Schoolhouse, also known as the White Building, to a local nonprofit. With crews on site this week to begin the arduous process of removing the historic structure intact and relocating it up the road until a permanent location can be secured. Dubbed the Friends of the Karis Historic Schoolhouse, the new group is devoted to preserving and restoring the beloved schoolhouse and is working with Wolf House and Building Movers to relocate it to nearby Evans Farms in order to save it from demolition. The current Karis School building has been in need of an improved parking area for years, and with the passage of the Canby School Bond in May of 2020, the district was granted the funds needed to make those improvements. As a result, the district made the decision to either sell the white building to someone who could move it or demolish it. The district had previously announced it was working with a, quote, serious buyer last fall who hoped to acquire and relocate the two-story, 4,720-square-foot schoolhouse, but those plans fell through in late March, according to Chris Ritter, a retired longtime teacher at Karis and president of the new nonprofit, who was already hard at work on a Plan B. That same month, the Canby School District notified Ritter that her Plan B was now Plan A, and she immediately sprang into action. Ritter, now joined by several other community members, had has been working every single day to ensure the building's safe re- re- relocation to Evans Farms, a family-owned and operated nursery since 1857. Officials say it's a especially fitting place for the 1926 era craftsman style building to be moved. Not only have seven generations of the Evans family attended care school, but the family lineage also includes Clarence Evans, one of the original builders of the schoolhouse who milled timber from the farm to construct the building. It makes my heart happy to know this schoolhouse, a place of great historical, architectural, and community significance, is one step closer to being saved, said Ritter. However, there's still a lot of work to be done and a lot of funds that need to be raised in a very short amount of time. Wolf House and Building Movers began work on the historic schoolhouse Friday, June 23rd, in order to move the building in time for the new parking lot work to also be completed during summer break. But the Friends Group says saving the two-room schoolhouse is just the beginning. According to their website, the group hopes to not only save the building from demolition, but repurpose it as a gathering space for the Beaver Creek community. However, that will take major support from local, uh, from the public. Although the Friends of the Karis Historic Schoolhouse has already received $55,000 from two generous donors, they estimate they will need to fundraise $100,000 more to complete the move. An additional 250000 will be needed to renovate the building, which the Friends Group intends to match with grants. To learn more, visit karishistoricschoolhouse.org. Oh, yeah, I did it. I finally did it. I did the one-minute death run on Fortnite. Wow, Tyler, that was awesome, and it only took you 38 hours to do that. What was that? Nothing. Hey, have you ever thought about entering a tournament for prizes or scholarships? 
Yeah, but I mean, there's entry fees and stuff, right? Nope. DirectLink, our local internet provider, has just announced a partnership with Fiber Gaming Network to offer free entry for their active broadband subscribers into national online tournaments. Wow, that sounds pretty sweet. So how, how does it work? Dude, it could not be easier. They have lots of different events each week for gamers of all skill levels. Folks can join the Fiber Gaming Network Discord server and connect with other players to form parties, play together, learn tips and tricks, and more. It's moderated to foster a safe and inclusive environment for all, too. Plus, I even heard that Fiber Gaming Network is working with recruiters from college esports programs to find talented new players. There are actually a ton of college scholarships available for competitive gamers now. Oh, so they have like a community aspect to it, too. That's cool. But... There has to be some catch. Monthly charges, service fees, something. Nope. All DirectLink members on Fiber can participate for free. All you have to do is visit directlink.coop slash FGN to learn more. Then click the button at the bottom to sign up with Fiber Gaming Network. I've definitely got to check this out. Wow, they have like the best games. Rocket League, Fortnite, Madden, NFL 23, NBA 2K23. Dude, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, Overwatch. Oh my right? God. They even host trivia nights too. And you don't even need a game console to play that. You just join right from your connected device, phone, tablet, or computer. Check out these categories. Taylor Swift, Nintendo, Spider-Man, The Office. <laughs> oh, sweet. We are so doing trivia, and we're going to destroy everyone. No kidding. I mean, you're the biggest Swifty I know. Taylor Swift for life. Visit directlink.coop slash FGN to learn more and sign up for Fiber Gaming Network events today. Okay, well, we are sitting here at Waite Park uh, with Christy Smith, uh, welcoming her back onto the show um, at the uh, wrapping up here of a really cool event. Why don't you tell us what's been going on? Yeah, so we did our second annual Canby Pride in the Park. We grew a little bit this year, so we had a food truck. Significantly, yeah, I would well, say. Yeah, good. That's what I, you know, don't want to go too big too fast. Right. So we had live music, Jesse LeMaine. Um, we had Kona Ice, which was awesome. Um, that was sponsored, so several folks got mm. free ice, which they awesome. were super excited about. And then My we kids also... call it uh, Kona of Ice. Oh, that's a good they idea. Like, uh, yeah, I, I never know I want to get a, to a Kona of ice. ice. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. So. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> hope they don't mind. Um, and then we had the Wayward uh, Smashburger Wagon yeah. here, which, I mean, there was never not a line. Yeah, so, yeah, they sold like out of good. everything except that's grilled cool. cheese, I think. So that's awesome. we have bread and cheese. That's and right. Take it or leave it. That's yeah. Right. So that's good news. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, several, or at least a couple hundred people. I mean, it was... I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, definitely in waves, but we had um, a few resources here as well. So folks yeah. were kind of moving around different arts and crafts. County clerk was here. Yeah, Registering absolutely. people to vote. You yep. out information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we had the book nook here. They were able to give away some books. Um, the Canby Arts Association also had folks uh, painting rocks to beautify our community. So I think it, it it's really candy, well. so of course there were lots of dogs. That's right. Definitely. <laughs> lots Even of people if you with their dogs. Up, I yes. mean, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So uh, last year, like you said, was, uh, uh, you know, a little more kind of understated affair as sort of a picnic in the park, uh, kind of potluck style. People right. just, just hung out and, and met each other and kind of um, enjoyed uh, some time outside. This was a little bit more of an event. What, what was kind of your uh, and, and the other organizers, your team's kind of uh, thinking and coming into this event? What, what do we really want to, to do? Yeah, so last year we took, yeah, we took a little bit of feedback from the community, mm -hmm. um, and then we also just started meeting in, um, I think we started meeting like late February, mm -hmm. the, the planning committee, and we just started taking suggestions and like, okay, who do you know, who can you contact, yeah. you know, um, and so I think that our kind of desired effect was not to grow too big too fast yeah. um, and to try to create a welcoming space that's not, you know, like overstimulating or, mm. you know, create an, a situation where folks don't feel comfortable yeah. coming out. Yeah. Um, so I think the hope is to continue to grow and create new opportunities. We had bridging cultures here this time, and I think that we really want to make sure that not just the LGBTQ community, but the folks that are in those like intersections, right? Yeah. Like Latina and LGBTQ, and like how can we better kind of serve the community? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess with Pride events and Pride organizations. Um, you know, you, there's kind of a two-pronged thing going on where you're obviously creating a space for the LGBTQ plus community, a safe place where they can feel um, seen and, and just kind of, uh, you know, a space for them, um, as well as uh, opening up and kind of engaging the community. Would you say that's accurate to how you guys approach it? You're doing, are you doing a little bit more of one thing or a little bit? No, no, I think that was actually perfect. I mean, that was kind of our, our goal is to definitely welcome, you know, allies in the community to get involved and um, help create more safe spaces for their LGBTQ identified neighbors. Mm. Um, and then also just some of the feedback that we got even this year is that people don't always feel comfortable going into some of the like mainstream community centers because they don't feel like they can be authentically themselves. So yeah. this was an opportunity to not only be with other like-minded, you know, queer folks, but also be with allies that are like, show up as you and we're good with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess would folks that maybe don't see themselves as allies, but want to learn or want to yeah. uh, be supportive of the community in some way, or just even learn what um, like you said about you know kind of their neighbors um, would be welcome as well absolutely yeah, yeah. and the, kind of the goal is to go beyond just these like once a year pride events mm. like we'd love to get people together for maybe smaller activities but still with that same sort of underlying theme that everybody's going to be welcome it's it's not a judgmental space and folks can definitely practice their allyship by getting involved with that yeah yeah um, I believe that uh, Canby Police uh, yeah. were supportive. The city was supportive of the event, and Canby Fire sure. was out here. Um. Yeah, we actually applied for the um, through the city of Canby the uh, community enhancement grant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we received that. Um, so they helped fund this event. Uh, free for everybody that came so that that was awesome and then um, yes the the police department was here they actually handed out stickers and um, frisbees uh, fire was here I mean nice. I, I think it's just an opportunity for everyone to get to know each other um, you know in, in, in different spaces. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, obviously, uh, the event just wrapped up. I haven't really had a chance to reflect or anything, but did you have any, as you were running around uh, uh, like a chicken yeah. with your head cut <laughs> off, um, any sort of standout moments or anything that just, uh, anything special or kind of meaningful? 
um, stood out from today? I just, I mean, I, I just really loved that it was a community effort this time. I mean, yeah. that's always been like, you know, last year was like, hey, just like anybody want to show up this time was you know what does the community want to see and so seeing some of that come to fruition was really awesome getting some feedback on what people would like to see in the future uh and just seeing people come together yeah. um, you know you kind of see these folks like you know grocery shopping and out and about and then you see them here and it kind of mm. solidifies that they're you know the community is growing and, and inclusive yeah yeah awesome um if there is anyone uh listening to this that wants to be part of uh planning future events or uh, get plugged into or uh might be in need of resources is there a place that they can go for sure to- yeah, so we have a couple of social media sites. There's uh, a Facebook group on um, Facebook. That's redundant, but uh, can be private. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> you know, Facebook. Right? Yes. <laughs> they don't pay me, but I just plug them. No worries. That's um, F-A-C. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we have um, an Instagram page, which is also can be pride. And then we recently started uh, checking our uh, Gmail uh, account, so it's can be pride at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. Um, you guys are, uh, you had a logo design yeah. contest or something going on? Yeah. yeah. So we had folks from the community submit um, some logos, and then today at Pride, folks were voting, and then we'll meet back together probably in the next coming week, kind of do all the tallying, and then we'll have a big reveal. And the hope is that then we can go out and get, you know, banners, uh, t shirts, swag, all the fun stuff, and then have that with the the new logo yeah um are you and maybe you're not because you're more plugged into the community so maybe did you hear from folks um that they are maybe surprised the the uh size of the community that exists here or the support for it um yeah you know i mean i I think that i i just heard from from the community that you know how pleased they were at how many folks were here and maybe just surprised yeah um pleasantly Pleasantly of course yes totally um, and that it just reinforces that even though we all might scatter, you know, toward different mm-hmm. corners of the town, that we're all, we're, we're here and, um, showing up for each other is super important. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to share, Christy? I don't think so. Okay. Just, we'd love to have more people involved, get more ideas, create, you know, a more inclusive event. So send ideas our way. Awesome. Well, thanks for putting this on. You guys did a great job. Um, again. And, uh, yeah, thanks for taking time out to talk to us. Absolutely. Thank you. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No. That's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, Or that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait. Do you know any trivia that isn't, like, animal-related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest-running, locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, Dude, I'm 
I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. You don't know how far I go just to ease this precious sin. Okay, we're out here at the end of uh, the second annual Canby Pride, talking with uh, musician Jesse Lemain. You um, just uh, played a set here. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you got involved and what you're what you're doing here. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Tyler. It's terrific. Um, I got involved because Christy Smith, the organizer, reached out. Um, she had seen me play at Wild Hair. You know, which I've been there forever. Right. And she was like, "Yes, we'd love to have you out." And uh, of course, two thumbs up. I, I love playing in the gazebo here at Wake yeah, Park. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you do a lot of these kind of um, smaller, more intimate kind of events. Tell us a little bit about um, uh, the type of music you do and, and why you, um, uh, uh, you know, kind of enjoy that. Definitely. Yeah. I think it took me years to figure out what category of music I play. And, yeah. And my wife actually figured it out for me last year, and it's soul. <laughs> okay. There so you I go. play blues, R and B, classic I heard country. You doing Classic some rock. Joplin in exactly. There. Yeah, yeah. It's all the all the stuff, but I kind of just justify it so yeah. it all comes out with a little bit of soul. Yeah. So I do everything from Janis Joplin, Johnny Cash to Bruno Mars to Lady Gaga, you know, all, all of that. So yeah. yeah. It all just comes out a little solely. Do you do a lot of pride events? I do. Um I played Oregon City Pride, I played Vancouver, um, obviously here. Um, let's see, I played downtown Portland Pride yeah. a few years ago, pre-COVID. Um, that was a blast. Yeah. I spent more time talking to the dogs that were walking by <laughs> than actually playing to uh-huh, people, but it's, uh-huh. it's Portland, you know. Yeah, yeah, big. That one probably that was. That one was yeah. huge. I was right by the Skidmore Fountain and all the yeah. things. And yeah. It was gnarly. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. great. Today was perfect. Perfect weather, perfect people. Well, talk about that, because this is obviously a newer, not quite as established mm-hmm. as certainly Portland Pride <laughs> yeah. or, you know. Um, but I know you have ties to this community and whatnot. How does it feel to kind of be doing something like this here? It feels... Like it should be happening. Mm. It, it is time. It's the second annual, um, and I didn't make it last year, so this is my first Pride in Canby, and yeah. I was very pleasantly surprised, very organized, um, and it just feels really wonderful, safe, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I can't say enough wonderful things about how much fun I had today playing and dancing with the kids. It's always my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about kind of what happened. Folks were out here, they, oh, were, yeah. they were dancing, they, they were, were having a blast. It. So yeah. right from the get-go, they had the bubble machine going, so the kids flocked to the bubble machine, and I, I put out little shakers and tambourines oh, and stuff okay. so the kids the, can play along. Be part of the band. Exactly, so that was happening. People were drawing in chalk. You know, people got a, a smash burger in one hand and a Kona ice in the other, and they're just having a blast, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was great. Smiles from one side of Wait Park to the other. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess what does pride or what do these kind of events mean to you? That's a, that's a really loaded question. I yeah. could probably talk forever about that. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Two minutes. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> my, my wife and I, um, we, it is essential to be a part of what's going on here, especially at like kind of the grassroots level. Yeah. Um, and we always push for equal access to, not equal, I would just say safe access, um, 
within the queer community it doesn't always happen yeah so being able to be a little bit more in the public eye like hey we're here we're queer and we're not going anywhere so yeah um i'm just very thankful to even have an opportunity like that but it means a lot to be able to make a presence and uh if we do that through music we do that through music yeah yeah there's a certain um at least for for this type of event and i feel like the lgbtq plus community in canby um has a very certain uh kind of way that they're approaching engaging the community right it's a very um friendly very welcoming very uh like you said not sort of hiding in the shadows or shame but also not you know aggressive or whatnot right, just right. We're, we're here you're welcome to join right. you don't have to you know do you feel i do i i feel actually really um I felt good about that because I think the word that might describe it well is delicate. Mm -hmm. Um, It it might not have been the same type of energetic atmosphere if we um, if we had been full, you know, kind of bring every last option. Um, But I feel like this was the best the best way to be delicate and to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're seeing the way that. You know, like you said, Wayward were here, businesses, uh, can BPD were here supporting the fire. The, the way you see uh, more and more um, organizations yeah. and businesses and entities kind of coming um, on board right. is, is part of uh, the success of that approach, I think. I agree. Having Wayward, the Kona Ice, having, you know, the, the county folks were mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm. Uh, several other tents and booths and businesses, and obviously the more community support that's yeah. there the the bigger you know i can't wait for next year i think it's going to be um you know awesome yeah awesome and bigger and more more organized all the things yeah um i know it it just wrapped up haven't really had a chance to to reflect or anything but did you have any sort of special moments or uh, social conversations today absolutely yeah I already off the top of my head. I it's the kiddos. Yeah, I love I love playing music with kids, and they they're shaking the shakers, and they want to come up and yeah, dance they had along their little with flags. you. Yeah. Yeah. and and one little boy, Mr. Oliver, yeah. uh, was his name. He had a lot of announcements for the crowd about his art that he had made in chalk, and okay. he was inviting the crowd to participate. So nice. at one point, I had said, "Hey." any other staff have any other announcements and then oliver came up he's like i have some announcements about my chalk <laughs> so it was it was the cutest mm. thing and I, I i i'll always stop a show to talk to the kiddos yeah and, i mean it, that's what it's about it's about you know everybody gets to be included even the loud kids yeah. even you know yeah awesome very cool um okay well uh jess i'd love to give you a chance to just uh, share where folks can uh connect with yeah. you find out more about your music check you out absolutely um my website jessielamain.com l-a-m-a-i-n you can also find me on facebook under jesse lamain you can find me on itunes um any apple music downloads yeah. i'm on spotify yeah um all those places where you find music you can find me and hopefully next year it can be pride definitely next year it can be pride <laughs> i told christy already i volunteer I'm, yeah i meant you got so, you got me down go. awesome all right thanks Good jesse Tyler, appreciate
Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh, boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)